Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is A Lot to Learn with Austin Rogers. For the guy who knows everything, he's still got a lot to learn. Without further ado, here's Austin. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. I have no idea what time it is because this is a podcast and you're listening to it whenever you listen to a podcast, maybe on your drive or maybe going to bed. Uh, tonight is, tonight, I just said, I don't even know what time it is. Today is awesome because we're going to talk about a very big subject matter in the United States, aging and elder care. And for that today, we have Tim Hanold, the CEO of Care Advantage, a company specializing in the care of our senior and elderly populations. Tim, welcome. All right. Hey, Austin, thanks for having me. Uh, thank you for being here. I think this will be of interest to many, many people because we're an aging, con- we're an aging country, you know? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Aging, aging country and aging uh, world right so a real a real uh, topic for you know multiple countries that that are trying to get ahead of how do we take care of our aging population right and human life expectancies are at an all-time high except for the United States which is like downgraded last week <laughs> right 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 yeah went, went down by uh, a tenth I believe <laughs> a tenth a tenth of a tenth of a year I want that back though. you want that back well yeah. yeah I mean that's I mean why, why do we get downgraded <laughs> I, I, I don't know. You don't stress, probably. <laughs> I'm going to go with stress. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about Care Advantage and the the elder care business landscape in general. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So Care Advantage is a, uh, a home care company out of Richmond, Virginia, and it's um, one of the largest privately owned home care companies in Virginia. And uh, we have offices uh, all throughout the state, and essentially we provide uh, care for folks to stay at home. And you know that, that looks like a, a caregiver, so um, there's different levels, right? So like a, a CNA, a certified nursing assistant, uh, PCA, personal care assistant. And they, those individuals essentially help the elder stay at home and help with what we call like activities of daily living. So things that you and I definitely take for granted, but like, um, you know, bathing, uh, you know, toileting, um, uh, you know, meal preparation, things of that nature. So that's the, uh, the personal care side of the, of, of the business. And then uh, on another part of it, we have um, we call skilled skilled nursing and skilled therapy. So um, you end up in the hospital and you want to go home, and so you have a nurse or a therapist that will help you get you back on your feet for a very short period of time. So there is both a, for lack of a better term, a health and wellness element of the services you provide, and then a medical element. There's sort of two different. I'm envisioning it in sort of two different spheres of influence, right? Because you've got, you know, the daily health and wellness, the the maintenance of your daily life, but then you've got, you know, a critical event 
that has changed your life, and then you've got a medical element of that too. So the the the, the elder care the elder care business is multifaceted and multi-tiered because you've got multiple uh, factors to consider, correct? That's right, absolutely. And uh, I mean, you can kind of boil it down to needs and wants, right? Um, is, is a way to t- okay. take, okay. take a look at it because exactly I, you know, the way that you're, you're thinking there is that um, it's, it's, it's what is needed for that family, for that loved one uh, to really keep their independence and, and dignity, right? And um, you know, there's... There's again a number of different options on how to age, but most people, you know, would prefer to age in place in their home. You know, and there's an emotional tie to it, and um, you know, it's their nest. You know, it's a, it's a place where people want to be and they feel comfortable. Right. Um, yet, yet also aging in the home. I I I've read studies, you know, casually that. Uh, uh, it, it, it can be detrimental to health too because you're isolated if you're if you're a widow or widow or you're isolated and your sole point of contact is your caregiver and I've read you know studies in psychological uh, psychiatry journals and stuff like that 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 starts to take a, a mental effect which in turn turns into a physiological effect once the brain starts to deteriorate too so what are the pros and cons of like aging at home or aging in, say, a facility. Sure, yeah. And, um, right, so, I mean, when you look at an individual's health, it's, uh, you know, mind, body, emotional. Yeah, it's um, a total holistic package, yeah. That's exactly right. I mean, you think about someone's uh, well-being, it's, uh, you know, from their safety, their security, to their actual physical health, to purpose and belonging, and, you know, just uh, a number of different things along these lines. But, um, so, well, one, one point you were talking about there is the idea of, uh, social, social isolation is a real issue, mm-hmm. and uh, especially with um, now families living so much further apart, smaller families, right? Um, certainly a trend in the United States and other countries. And uh, so the the adult son or daughter they don't live next door anymore, right? Right. And so so who's gonna who's gonna be able to you know watch over and take care of mom, dad, and you know provide that additional support? So. Um, Whenever it's 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 done professionally, so like a company like Care Advantage, there's a lot of advantages, if you will, <laughs> to, uh, to you know to st- again staying in the home as a place where people feel comfortable and and the uh, the caregivers or the uh, the nurse or the help that they need does provide that social interaction, you know, uh, pl- from playing games to you know watching movies together. Oh, so your your caregivers have have a socialization agenda yes. in 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 built into their schedule and their regime also they're not just strict maintenance of life that's right okay. absolutely so that's a really that's a really important distinction i think yeah yeah, that's right. And um, so they're, um, they're, you know, they're there to do the light housekeeping, to, you know, prepare the meals, to help uh, people ambulate, right? So to walk, right? To help them get out of the seat, you know, um, to get in exercise, uh, remind them to take their medications, a lot of different things that are just, you know, very um, important to like, you know, just the daily life.
life uh, of an individual, and so they can remain at home. You know, there, again, you know, to be fair though, there are other options, right? So whether that's an independent living facility, an assisted living facility, and then later on a skilled nursing facility, and so the the uh, these are different levels and needs of care, right? As as you age, and you know, uh, as uh, certain disease states and everything like that uh, become more progressive and things of that nature, you need more care and more attention. So, but there's certainly, um, you know, there's there's definitely the benefits in a what we call a community, like an independent living facility. You're there. Um, there are others, right? So you you you're, uh, you you have neighbors. You have you know people that you're you're living and doing life with now. Like uh, like anything else, you know, it's uh, sometimes it's a it's a little bit of a uh, kind of a you know a, a hit to the system from a uh, social perspective, right? right. Because well, it's, it's like high school. It, yeah, you know? it's, a, it's 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 a it's a it's a new phase. It's a new phase in life. There's there's a clear demarcation between I was at home, I was with my loved ones, blah 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 blah, and now I'm resocializing. You know? Yeah. That's. That, I mean, that's I. It's hard to envision yeah. as, you know, 40-something guy that, you know, you, you don't think about, you think about the future. That's right. But you don't think about aging. Yeah. How do we, how do we change that? How do we change that mindset? Because it seems that no one's ever ready for it. No one's ready for it, and you know. So the the, the folks that you is know, that an is that an is that an American slash Western thing? Like, are other cultures more ready for it? Like, you know, you have uh, it's not the stereotype; it's literally the tradition. You know, the filial piety of certain cultures, where you know, at a certain point, mom and dad will be moving into the house. Yeah, that is that is the societal norm. So, like in those cultures that have that sort of uh, that cultural tradition of filial piety and whatnot, uh, they have a plan. And, they, and that is a stage of life that is planned out. That is, you know, there's school, there's marriage, there's children, and then there's moving back in with the children you had. Um, why don't we, how can we fix ourselves so that we can plan ahead? Because I don't think any of us do. Yeah, people. Yeah, it's, it's not not very often people are perusing elder care, right? And when the preparation in five or ten years from now, that whenever a loved one needs it, they'll be ready. This is something that typically hits a family square right in the middle of the eyes. And typically, it's um, you know there's there's been um, maybe a few incidents or altercations, but then something really really bad happens. Right. They end up in the hospital and, and then it's like, now what? And it's like, hey, your, your, your mother or father are going to be discharged in the next 48 hours and uh, they're not the same. Right? Yeah. No, my father, my father just recently had a stroke, mild one, um, but he's, he's fine. He's lost a step though. He's, yeah. he's a little bit slower. I mean, they live in a nice apartment on a town with a main street that's walkable, yeah. with cafes and bars and restaurants all up and down the main street, and my mom's still perfectly fine. So I get that, right? Right. But what about the people who don't? What about the people who don't live on a main street in a town where you can walk and maintain activity? You know that that seems like a challenge. And how do you plan for that? And how do you envision what? Okay, what do we keep the house and you stay in the house? You know how do, how can we fix this mindset? Yeah, it's uh, a mindset, a way of life, and um, it's just 
life, right? It's right. like uh, you you uh, you get up each day, you're not really think about the you know the the like a long term care plan or anything like that. Again, most unfortunately, most of the time it's kind of reactionary. Um, but I would say you know there's a couple steps that you know. Yeah, uh, please walk 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 a sensible human through you know um, a, a, an idealized timeline like. At age 50, you should be thinking blank. At age 50, you know, something like that. I mean, it doesn't have to be as concrete as age, but just sort of a natural progression so that maybe someone can get some good advice on this and try to build in a regime to to plan for the future. Yeah. Well, uh, the first thing is that um, you know, uh, you know, aging is not for, you know, the weary of heart and also it's expensive. So, you really have to get ahead of that early. And uh, whether that's a financial instrument like a long-term care insurance policy or possibly it's something along the lines of you know, your 401k. I mean, it's uh, not a very attractive idea. The idea that, you know, you're, you're saving all this money for eventually, you know, your, your, your care or your, your loved one's care, or your, your wife or your husband or spouse, what have you. But, um, you know, this is something that people have to get ahead of it early. And uh, right. The 401k might not be like, that's it. Key West, here we come. It yeah. might be, I, I need to, I need to, in, in essence, salary someone to assist me. Yes. Yeah. No, that's a, it's a great way to, to put it. So essentially it's, and you know, and per, per what your point was a little bit earlier and around, um, you know, if the family isn't right next door and maybe it's just not culturally the, uh, the, the way that we, you know, we see things now and within the, uh, you know, the, 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 the Western part of, uh, you know, the, the hemisphere here in which, um, people, you know, the, the adult son, adult, uh, daughter, they're not next door. Right. And they're typically in another city, some far, some uh, someplace far away, and they're uh, so kind of now what right? So um, you're right. es- essentially yeah. outsourcing that care, right? When you when you when when the kids leave Iowa, yeah, you know, like, and you, we've got this aging, rural, isolated population uh, that with dubious voting habits. <laughs> shit, I said I'm not going to do that. Uh, but 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 yeah, when the kids leave Iowa. They're not coming back to Iowa, yeah. you know. So, um, so, so plan one is okay. We've got a four hundred one k, and we're going to use that. Hopefully, it's to go to Key West, but yeah, it might not be right. to go to Key West. It might be break glass in case of emergency. Yeah. What are those emergencies, and what are you going to have to budget for? Yeah, so um, it's, it, first of all, is and probably the biggest part is the actual care, right? So again, there's a number of options if you wanted to move into a, uh, a community. So again, there's kind of these progressions: an independent living facility, assisted living facility, and then eventually a skilled nursing facility. Um, or, or of course, you know what I think most folks would prefer would be to, to stay, stay at home. home. Yeah, um, but uh, so so you're. You're, you're, you've got your, uh, and then also as we age and everything like that. I mean, um, there's there's the cost of you know uh, you know from from just medication to to going you know we you end up going to the doctor more often, right? And so you know from the, from the copays to the coinsurance and everything like that. It's not something that you know we ever want to think about what we're saving our money for, but it's uh, you know our our physical health. And then you know another thing is the idea of um, you know if you're going to invest in something now as a four-year-old or a 50-year-old or even younger, it's uh, it's around, you know, good life uh, decisions and behaviors that essentially will, uh, you know, create a little bit more of a and, uh, graceful aging with with your body and mind and so forth. Right. So, yeah, you're, you're, you're 
the the thought of investing for this kind of health and wellness maintenance is not sexy. No. Because right. the the thought is, like I keep saying, the Key West. One day, Dolores, we're going to retire, and we're going to retire to Key West. Apparently, it's 1944 right now. Um, <laughs> but, but, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. I think it's hard to come to terms with one's own mortality. That's right. Because that is, that is a hard and fast wall where you're like, what is this money for? Well, it might be for my indefinite decline. That's in it. Essence. Yeah, yeah. Um, gravity will take over, right? Right. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> entropy is king, you know? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, but, but you did say something in there earlier, uh, graceful aging. What, what, what do you mean by that? Well, I mean, if we're, uh, for, we're, we're fortunate for that to happen. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, certain, certain disease states we, we exasperate or bring on ourselves. Right. And there's others that, um, you know, it's just, it's a very unfair lottery, right. Essentially. Um, but, um, you know, I mean, think about, um, you know, the idea of, uh, you know, trying to manage stress as, as, as much as possible. Right. I mean, we're going back to some of those kind of wellness principles. Right. And, and, uh, certainly it, it's whether it's now or whether it's even later in life, right? It's that, that sense of uh, purpose and belonging and safety. And, um, you know, it's just a, it's a good, it's a good diet. It's a good, healthy diet exercise. I mean, um, as soon as someone loses their mobility, so many other things go down, right? From the cardiovascular to, mm-hmm. you know, to, uh, pulmonary and things of that nature. So, um, being active, whether, you know, you're an active 21 year old or you're an active 91 year old. I mean, these are like, you know, just kind of, you know, basic building blocks for, for, for living, living, uh, you know, a, a, a good, a good healthy life. Right. But what if you, what if you can't, how do you mitigate that? Like, so I mentioned my father, yeah. he used to da- like daily 50 mile bike rides. Not anymore. Wow. Yeah. yeah. He would just get on his bike and he retired fairly early. Yep. And he'd just get on his bike and he'd, he'd bike down here to the city. And then we'd bike around the city together. And then he'd bike back up to Beacon, New York. Uh, you know, that's a that's a hundred mile day. But now, no longer. Of course, he's still walking and he's yeah. still, you know, he, he's, he's ambulatory. Yeah. Um, but how, what, what happens if you're faced with that decline, what do you do? How do you maintain activity? Yeah, so I mean, their uh, physical therapy, for example, is a is a great idea of how can you get the highest level of functionality, right? So not doing the fifty mile bike rides anymore, which is fantastic. That that's uh, sounds like very healthy healthy man for his yeah. life, right? Oh yeah. Um, but uh, it's not fifty miles anymore, but maybe it's a half mile, you know, walk over a long period of time, and um, and. Uh, and, and so again, whether it's you know at a, at a community or you're getting that care in the home, it's um, someone who's going to be there to really motivate you to to take those literal and figurative steps. Like, right? Let's go. We're, let's go take a walk right now. Let's go I don't get a walk. I don't want to. Come on, we're taking a walk. That's You'll right. feel better afterwards. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, they engages the mind and engages you know the social nature of who we are. And uh, you know, it's just uh, it's kind of like a commercial, almost like get in motion, right? Just, yeah, you know, yeah. You know, keep moving, keep right? Moving. So, so that that touches on an important point. We've got highly trained caregivers, and there's all this money going around. This is a this is an employment growth industry, yeah, correct? That's right. There's there is a huge 
upside to getting involved where you, let's, let's change hats here, where you like an investor or a business person or a young person looking for a lifelong career. That's right. Uh, this industry, for lack of a better term, is growing because of our aging demographics. Yeah, that's right. And, and um, just because of you know, life decisions and you know, just we were talking about some of the cultural things earlier is that, again, I'll use the word, it needs to be outsourced. You know? It's the, uh, you know, it's the you know, we could call it the, the rent-a-daughter <laughs> or something of those natures. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. That's one way to put it, I guess. Yeah, yeah that's right. But, um, but yeah, sure. I mean, it, it is really providing incredibly meaningful work for just you know, uh, a huge portion of of, uh, of a labor pool that, uh, especially the caregivers, again, I was talking about that, that certification, like a, a certified. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Nursing assistant. And so um, maybe similar types of work would be like working at uh, Amazon Warehouse or possibly working at fast food or something like that. Here, this is, this is an opportunity within that demographic to, to work at something that's really heart and purpose driven. Right. Um, Again, we'll we'll just uh, generally call it this. This group is uh, of of caregivers, right? They they have such a heart and passion for really helping helping people in their homes, and it's it's incredible to watch them work and the way that they bond with uh, the patient, the client. We we uh, call them clients uh, in the home, the the family members uh, that we're taking care of, and it's uh, it's it's something that's very very meaningful for them. And is is um. I mean, you 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 said the the sector it could be comparable to you know um, a, a Walmart or an Amazon warehouse. Is is I I'm I don't want to you know denigrate a, a whole class of of workers, but is there is there a um, is there a career trajectory in this industry like you know. You, you, you work in the fast food restaurant as a young person right. to tide yourself over while you're figuring yourself out and going on to the new career, right? Um, if, you, if you start at the bottom as like a caregiver and then you gain more certifications, is this a, a legitimate career trajectory? It really is. It really is. And it's, it's, a, it's a place where obviously it's a... Uh, 
um, you know, a low threshold, if you will, entry point. So anyone can really do this. I mean, based upon certain, um, you know, physical requirements and things of that nature. Um, but yeah, certainly. I mean, there's a there's a real career path there where um, uh, a young man, a young woman could come in as a uh, as a PCA. And again, I'm uh, the language I'm using is around the state of Virginia. Each each state has, has different know, certifications. Absolutely. Yeah. But you know, a uh, personal care assistant, and then they can get their certification for the certified nursing assistant, which, uh, by the way, a, a good company like CareVantage uh, pays for a lot of these different things, too. Oh, so wow, yeah. We, we, uh, we, we pay in, uh, into the development of our folks. But then an, another progression from there is um, become an LPN, a licensed uh, practicing nurse, right? So that's someone who would work right underneath an, a, uh, a registered nurse, an RN, right, yep. with certain tasks and everything like that. And so... Um, there's, you know, there's uh, another way for for them to really just continue to to grow, and um, I'm I'm happy to say that we uh, we see we see a, a reasonable amount of that too with with our folks as they they grow with the company and they they grow as uh, develop as a professional over time. That's so. This is this is a huge economy of scale here. I mean, because we've got. I don't know, trillions of dollars moving around here, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, where, so th- th- there, there, is the, the, there is the great upside. People are getting care. People are living longer. People are hopefully maintaining a, a, a higher level of happiness. And then there's the secondary, which is people are getting employed. People are getting jobs. And the economy of this sector is growing. So that is really all... <laughs> There are some very tangible upsides. Yeah. Where's the money coming from, though? Yeah. So um, the payer sources, right? So, where, where, where? Who's who's paying for this? Yeah. Well, who's uh, paying for everything? I, 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 I physically, I mentally cannot wrap my head around where this money is coming from. Yeah, so um, there's great question, right? And um, and and that's typically what. Uh, are, are you going to blow our minds? I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe not in a big big way, but um, you know, we'll 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 start with just some of the uh, you know the points, right? So um, Medicare, Medicaid, right. right? So these are these are um, you know points of care uh, based upon you know um, cer- certain you know socioeconomic or physical condition and everything like that. Um, um, so, you know, Medicare, uh, it's a, what we use the words episodic care, right? So, yeah, you know, young people, we yeah. hear Medicare, Medicaid, usually in not a pejorative, but Medicare, Medicaid. Oh, are they going to cut Medicare, Medicaid? I still don't know which one is which and which one does what. Okay. Can you tell us which one, which one's Medicare and which one's Medicaid and sure. which one they do? Cause why would I know that I'm 40? You, you, you know what? And you're, you're, uh, and now after this conversation, you'll be planning for your, you know, your well, care down the road. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But up until right now, I mean, planning, planning for my care or planning for whatever explosion I go out in. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's actually, I, don't think anyone's ever explained it to me. Which one is Medicare? Which one's Medicaid? What roles they fulfill yeah. for society? I mean, what was it? 1967, Medicare, Medicaid was installed. Yeah, I mean, off the top of my head, that sounds about the right. ballpark. It was, right it was, time. It was, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was Lyndon Johnson, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's um, right. A very significant, you know, point in American history. Right, right. So, what are they? Yeah, so the, the 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 Medicare is a benefit for those 65 and older, 
right? And so, um, and there's uh, a, a number of different parts to the the care, but essentially, it's it's a uh, it is in insurance for us as we age, and and of course, you know, we've uh, we paid into that over you know taxes and everything like that over a, p- a period of a lifetime, and so it's uh, obviously a really important part of a of a, of a stable country. Um, and then the Medicaid part is something that it doesn't necessarily get triggered at a uh, a certain life point, but it's for um, it's it's um, for you know uh, lower socioeconomic essentially, and 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 those with uh, disabilities. Understood. Yeah. Okay. 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 So Medicare is the health retirement fund that in essence that we've all paid into. That's right. Medicaid is fulfilled by socioeconomic positioning and disabilities and critical events or critical uh, circumstances like uh, or uh, both. column A and column B. Okay, I got mean, it. Yeah, it could it could happen either way. That's right. Got it. And then that's how that's triggered. Yep. And 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 Medicaid is a uh, run by the states, and Medicare is a national program. Understood. Yeah. And so, but what what most people, um, you know, most uh, families, whenever again, you know, crisis happens, something happens, and they're like, "Now what?" Um, you know, most Americans fall within that. Um, you know, it's it's uh, not the Medicaid population, but, in, but it's that Medicare population that is they're going to have to pay for the the services out of pocket, right? Right. Um, and again, you know, some of these instruments we're talking about long term care insurance, or uh, you know, the the four hundred one k. You know uh, the uh, and obviously uh, an H- HSA. That's uh, that's another good way to be planful. And what intentional. is an HSA? Yeah, it's a uh, health spending uh, account. I, I would almost liken it to a healthcare four hundred one k. Understood. You know that um, that uh, essentially uh, you know uh, companies have have been you know quite popular over the last you know uh, number of number of years. One to one matching that kind of thing. That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's exactly right. Um, but um, but anyway, you know, back to Medicare, right? It's uh, so the services are limited in time and scope, um, and they don't pay for um, like you know the the longer term care or the what we call personal care. It's uh, it's uh, well, I'm going to do the air quotes here a skilled need, right? So um, that that the the nurse or the or the therapist for a specific period of time on, until essentially um, you know that that benefit is over. Uh, 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 a broken hip and the associated recovery. That's exactly right. But the the I have lost my ambulatory skills and I need regular washing and 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 feeding and stuff. That would not be in there. That's correct. Yeah, that's Got it. right. That's that longer term uh, personal care that we were we were talking about. And then that is what you're going to have to. That's what you're going to have to save for, and yeah. because you cannot maintain it with that sort of thing. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, so the 20, I just was handed by my producer, the top 10 2019 healthcare challenges. Oh. Uh, wow. Okay. <laughs> what, what, what the hell is this, Matt? What are we talking about here? Uh, oh, opioid management. I don't want to go into that one. <laughs> Uh, the data and analytics of healthcare, total consumer health, population health services. I think that's where we are, right? right yeah, now. yeah, that's a great des- uh, description of uh, what we do. Population health services, right? Yep. What's our, what are value-based payments? 
value-based payments. So they're, they're talking about, so when you think about healthcare, we just simplified it as uh, payers and providers, right? And so value-based care is like, instead of, instead of a uh, physician group or instead of a, um, a, a provider of, of care, getting paid a lump sum for a, uh, for the services provided, uh, value-based care is saying that, um, we are going to pay you based upon outcomes, right? So clinical outcomes. And if, uh, you know, so the patients that you're treating, um, are, are happier, healthier, we're going to, you know, pay you for that. And when I say we, it's, you know, a payer would be an insurance company or, uh, or the government. Got it. Uh, isn't that sort of bizarre to incentivize something that might not have a tangible outcome? Like how do you, what metric do you use to measure that? Lots of metrics. So for example, um, uh, rehospitalization within 30 days, right? Ah, okay. So there we go. That's you, a pretty you, firm and hard. There we go. That's it. Yeah. I mean, historically, um, one out of five, 20% of, uh, Medicare beneficiaries. So those over 65 uh-huh. would leave the hospital and then go back within 30 days. Right. And so, you know, that, that national average has been coming down. It's probably closer to 14% along, along, along this time. But, um, essentially, uh, an, an example of value-based care would be like, you know, CMS saying to the, the, to the hospitals that, Hey, uh, this is something that's really important to us. And so, um, for, for your, your folks that you're taking care of, take care of them the right way. And whenever they, they leave the hospital, they're not coming back for, um, you know, unnecessarily. So the, the, the secondary, the secondary industry, out of hospital would be like partnering with the hospital because that's right. Here we go. Here's, here's the next steps. Right. And, and the, and cynically though, the hospital doesn't want people coming in because it looks like a bad mark on them. So, I mean, I, God, it's so hard. It's so hard to maintain a level of optimism about this because I'm seeing like the cynicism innate in the system where obviously the hospital doesn't want this sort of recidivism, recidivism, I can never say that word, recidivism. You got it. You got it. (laughs) The hospital obviously doesn't want that because it's not going to look good to their board and shareholders and blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, they are still employing and flourishing and fostering this secondary economy out of hospital. Like there's so many, there's so many double edges on all of this. Yeah. Well, let's touch on that a little bit. It's the, um, so, you know, currently, um, and you probably experienced this with your, your father, if you were, um, had anything to do with, um, you know, just part of his care, maybe, uh, maybe it was part of like going to a physician or maybe a cardiologist or, um, you know, uh, possibly, you know, upon discharge from a hospital or the, the rehab center and things of that nature, you were kind of getting a feel that, um, our healthcare system is rather fragmented, right? Cause you have all these bits and pieces sometimes that don't, don't always come together in a really, uh, uh, tight congelled uh, way. There, there are air gaps. There are, there are. So, like, whenever, for example, at CareVantage, we, we, uh, as much as we can, we, we uh, try to be great partners for our hospitals and for the rehabs. And whenever people again are going to go back home, and even um, assisted living facilities, independent living facilities, those are also um, clients slash customers of ours, in which we 
uh, we, we, we provide, uh, elevated, uh, you know, care and specific care with a caregiver in those communities. But you kind of call that a continuum of care, right? Yes. Um, and so, um, I was talking about the company a little bit earlier in, in which, uh, you know, there's a couple of different business units, if you will, or, uh, service lines. And so there's that, uh, that, 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 that you know, 30 or 60 day kind of, uh, need that you get after you're, you after you're out of a hospital and uh, that's where the the nurse and the uh you know the therapist let's say are are helping to provide to get that back to a baseline of health but then you know kind of the baton relay there is um now the personal care goes you know longer term and uh whether it's you know 20 hours a week or uh maybe it's around the clock care but especially if you don't have a support system that's close you know an adult son or or, or the neighbor or things of that nature right right uh, yeah. So in that way, you yeah, the continuum, as you said, you there is this seamless the seamless transition between because it it seems to me that you were sort of inferring right there, pardon if I'm putting words, but that these thirty days post care are the critical. Absolutely. Once yeah. you so once not to paint with a really wide brushstroke, but once you surpass that thirty day critical element of whatever your traumatic event was, is that the is that the the hallmark of the road to recovery or is that the um i'm trying to i'm trying to think of what i want want to say but it, is that 30 days seems like a, it's it doesn't seem like you threw that out arbitrarily no no i mean certainly and um and it's something that is uh you know studied and rather you know quite significant and just amount of um you know care and and the time that um for example you know the first 24 or 48 hours post discharge from a hospital rehab are just you know pivotal to the success of that individual being able to go back into the community and as much as possible being able to flourish um, and then, uh, and then certainly within 30 days, if, uh, it's something that, you know, there's, uh, you know, the individual has stabilized at home, has the right, uh, levels of, of care and attention, then, uh, they can really get back to kind of a, a, a certain rhythm, a, a consistency, if you will. Right. Right. Cause I could imagine it would be easy to spiral out of control you yeah. know you've been in the hospital for you know one i don't know two weeks just hypothetically you've been in hospital for two weeks and everything's been cared for you're recovering from the surgery or the traumatic event or whatever why not just continue like that i'm just gonna stay in bed you know i'm gonna go home and stay in bed yeah. that's got because i've been in bed for two weeks that's got to be a hard because once you're out the door of the hospital you're out the door of the hospital. That's right. Yeah, I mean, and um, and, and again, we were talking about kind of like the, you know, the the holistic nature of a human being, an individual, and and we always uh, very quickly think about the bio, right? The medical, you know, my my, my body and what's what's happening there, and whether it was a, a stroke or a heart attack, but, right? But do you think about the individual's, um, you know, just uh, emotional well being and their their mental state and and things of, of this nature, and um, that's uh, it's very difficult, right? And it's uh, it goes so much further past than just you know kind of the uh, uh, the flesh and bone. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's start closing it up. But I want to close it up with some healthy advice. Yeah. What 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 can we do to confront our futures right now? You know, you're just a middle aged or a younger person. What 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 can you do so that you can age as comfortably? 
and as healthily, 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 is that a word? I follow that. Healthily as possible in the future. What can someone, what steps can someone of a middle or younger age take right now? Yeah, so uh, financially, um, as, as much as an individual can, you know, be prepared. Um, because uh, at, at, at some point, uh, whether it's the body, whether it's the mind, uh, you're going to need some investment in that. Uh, so, um, you know, we were, we were talking a little bit earlier about, you know, the, the life expectancy of an individual, right? And I, I said, you know, commented on stress. Well, that is something that can really deteriorate the, the body and the mind on a consistent basis. So uh, ensure that people are kind to themselves, you know, helping with self-care uh, in, in which, um, you know, take take that vacation, take that time. Um, oh, yeah. No one takes uh, vacation. That's, yeah, I, I, I got to tell mean, you. No one takes, and, and, the, and then when you do, everyone's like, oh, they took vacation. <laughs> that's right. Oh, I'm like, oh, you know what? You know, the, the, the 24 days that are in my contract that I signed that allow me to take those 24 days. That's right. I took them. That's I right. took them. Yeah. Don't, don't judge me. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean that, well, yeah. I mean, there is, there is an element of stress and workaholism and, That's right. you know, keeping up with the Joneses, eating, eating lunch at your desk, you know, eating lunch at your desk. there you go. So, um, and, and, uh, you know, I have a, an Apple watch on here and yep. so it tell, ah, tells me to get up, go. get tells up, me, move around, tells yeah. me to get up, move around. Um, you know, it, uh, and, you know, it, I feel incented in a certain way whenever I'm looking at how many steps I have and, uh-huh. and, and so forth. So that's another part of oh, you know, health. Hey, little, little gamification of Absolutely. it. That is a good element. I didn't, I didn't even consider that, uh, cause I'm never going to work in an office again in my life. So I'm okay <laughs> with it. But everyone else get up, move around, get up, move around, take lunch outside, go for a walk, go for a run, blah, 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 blah. That's right. But also work hard enough to save money that you can live longer. There you go. Ah! It's right. It's, it's right. all in there. Ah! It's, it's all in there. Oh but, my God. But all, all things in all things in moderation. Hey, I have 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 fun and be loose, but also make sure you have a million dollars for when you die. Better, 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 better save some cash. Save cash. <laughs> oh my God. What are you? Oh God. <laughs> Tim, what are you telling us? We can't have both. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, it's uh, you know um, work hard, but do it do it in a way in which uh, it's human. Main, right? <laughs> right. Human, human, right. human being, not human doing. Right. And, um, and what advice can you give? How can, how can someone help their aging parent? You know, if say, say they're not prepared. Yeah. Because like we said earlier, I think everyone gets incredibly surprised. That's right. When they're old. So how can, um, how can, you know, sons and daughters, help with this transition to the next period of life. That's right. And, uh, wow, that's, um, that's a tough one. Cause you think about the family dynamics of things, right? They, you know, what, what do they say? If you want to get a f- good feel and understand politics, look at your own family. Right. And so I'm thinking about just kind of the, um, so, so many things are wound into these difficult conversations. So I do, first of all is, uh, listen and be patient and uh, realize that there's just so many different dynamics that are happening. So when I was calling my dad, like when we were walking for, for Thanksgiving, and I'm like, hey, you okay there, Strokey? Yeah, that's they- probably <laughs> not very sensitive. <laughs> Maybe you have that type of relationship with your dad. I don't we, know. We do. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Pretty fun, I'm sure. <laughs> but, but it's, um, but yeah, you know, 
be patient, be, be kind to them, be kind to yourself. Um, and, um, you, you're thinking about the entire ecosystem too. For example, like, uh, you know, um, you, you, like your, your, your mother at some point is gonna, you know, need help so she can help herself. Right. Right. And right. So, right. you know, there's, um, there's a, there's a, there's a book and it's, it's called, uh, you know, take your oxygen mask first type, uh, you know, scenario. So, ah, you know, that's so it's a like, really good analogy. If you can, cause if you're not taking care of yourself, you can't take care of everyone else. Right. Right. So I would say, um, try to get ahead of these conversations as much as possible. Cause it doesn't just happen overnight. Some things do. Right. right? But, right. but, but, um, for the most part, these are things that, um, you know, have conversations early and, and listen and be open and just realize that it's difficult for everyone involved. Right. That's, uh, that's a really good insight because now you're thinking, you're thinking of yourself for the future but you also may be in the situation in the now with your aging parents also. That's right. So uh, it, it could also serve as a learning experience. If, you're, if, you're, if it's thrust upon you that you have to care for your aging parents, you better have a wake-up call and be like, I hope I can do better for myself sure. because I did not do well for my parents or I did not do as well as I could or my parents didn't prepare as well as they could, blah, 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 blah. Right. Uh, so this is really interesting because this is both looking upward and looking inward. You know, your, your, your time is moving. You're part of it. Yeah. So you've got to be in it now, but you've also got to be in it in the future because you're going to be in the same or similar circumstance. That's right. Life. Life is happening. Life is crazy. Um, well, this has been incredibly informative, incredibly enjoyable. We have figured out the difference between Medicare and Medicaid. Thank you very much. <laughs> We've figured out that there is a great growth industry in elder care and that there are great companies out there that actually do care for people and it's not just a cash grab, you know? That's right. Um, Tim, this has been fantastic. Tim Hanold, the CEO of Care Advantage Incorporated in Virginia. Thank you so much for being on the show. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Have a great day. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.